there. Welcome to the Female Empowerment Podcast. My name is Carly, and I'm a big believer in actively bringing about more goodness to our communities. It feels good to know that we're not alone and that someone else out there has experienced the same challenge we're facing now. Whether those challenges are related to business, motherhood, or general life as a woman, this podcast is a platform that I've created to allow women to share their inspirational stories and greatest business tips to help make your day just a little bit better and your life just a little bit easier. Keep listening to learn from our amazing guest of the day and be sure to share this episode with a friend. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us again here on the Female Empowerment Podcast. I am really, really looking forward to our interview today because we have Anna Birch back here with us for part two, giving us some really great insights about breastfeeding as it pertains to working moms, because we know there's just so much more that you need to plan for if you're planning to go back to work, if you, even if you're working from home, um, just being able to like schedule out and plan ahead so that you can continue to breastfeed your baby. So welcome back, Anna. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Um, For those who may just be joining us, didn't catch part one, if they haven't, you guys should definitely go back and listen to it because there's lots of really good information in there. Um, But if they're just starting here, do you mind giving us an overview of your background? Yeah, I am a registered nurse and international board certified lactation consultant. And I am a mom of three, including twins, and I have breastfed all of them and have been working on growing my business in the midst of starting my family. I started my private practice lactation consulting company when my first daughter was about seven or eight months old. And since then have had twins and Life has been absolutely crazy, and I've just been working on building this business and helping other mamas with breastfeeding because it truly brings me joy, and it's definitely my passion. Awesome. Thank you so much. I love that you mentioned that you have your daughter and you have your twins, and I think it's really cool because you have this personal experience of knowing of like breastfeeding a single baby and multiples, which is something that you kind of specialize in is teaching moms how to breastfeed, having multiples. So I just wanted to point that out because <laughs> I think that's really cool. <laughs> well, thank you. Mm-hmm. So just diving in, I have a ton of questions. It did not take me very long to come up with a list of questions for our interview because they just came so easy to me. So hopefully these questions will also benefit our listeners and hopefully they have some of the same ones. If you have any other questions that we don't cover here, definitely feel free and please check out Anna um, on Instagram and on her website. And we'll remind you of this again at the end, but Anna, tell us your Instagram handle. My Instagram handle is prenatal insights. And my website is prenatalinsights.com. And you can schedule a free 15-minute phone call with me on my website. Perfect. Thanks. We'll remind them again at the end. But if you guys have questions that come up while we're talking, and if we don't cover that, definitely go and check her out here. Because she is always, always giving out really good information. And it's possible she may have covered the question already in her content there. So my first question that I had was... How likely is it that moms will even continue to breastfeed for very long after they go back to work? 
I feel like as I was thinking about the situation, thinking about my own situation, it seems like kind of a hassle sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like it's really, really hard to to make it work. You know, like it's definitely yeah. going to be a challenge. So how likely is it that moms will continue to breastfeed? And um, yeah, That's a great question. And researchers have actually found that a lot of that depends on how long you are home with your baby before returning to work. Because a lot of people, if they are returning to work before six weeks postpartum, they won't even start breastfeeding because they don't feel like it's worth it to breastfeed for such a short time, which honestly, any amount of breast milk that your baby can get is great. So for me, I feel like breastfeeding, even for a little bit, still has great benefits. But then researchers have also found that people that return back to work full time, 80% of breastfeeding moms that return back to work for full time will stop breastfeeding within the first month of returning back to work. Wow. That's, that's a lot. It is a lot. And I think a lot of it is a lack of support because this can be really tricky and it does take time and effort to keep up your milk supply and keep pumping. And I know like pumping is not everybody's most favorite thing. I know you did exclusive pumping for a couple of weeks after baby and it's not fun. Um, but whatever amount of breast milk you can get for your baby, it really is beneficial for both you and baby. Thank you for sharing that because that's mm-hmm. kind of something that I had, I kind of guessed, but I wanted to know if that was even accurate. Um, so I think one big hurdle that moms face when they're thinking about continuing to breastfeed and continuing to pump as they go back to work is trying to figure out how and when and where. Um, And so one of the first questions that came up to me was, are there any laws or anything that will like support moms with breastfeeding that kind of mandates that an employer has to allow them breaks to be able to pump? Is there anything like that that's available right now? Because I don't know, maybe there is, maybe there's not. And if there's not, is there, do you have any tips on like how to have a good conversation about it with your employer? Yeah. So throughout the United States, there is a law that mandates that employers provide a reasonable break time for employees to express milk and also to provide a place other than a bathroom for them to express their milk. And there are different states that then have different laws on top of that. So it just depends on what state you're in, but that's overall for the entire United States is employers are required to do that. And that is for employers if they have more than 50 employees. So smaller businesses may not have to provide those places, But I've also found that smaller businesses are generally pretty open to like working with you, figuring out a place. And the best thing to do is to figure out who it is that you need to talk to at your work with your manager or HR. And if you are in a larger business, there have most likely been women before you that have gone through this or are going through this with pumping at work. And so there may already be 
a place to pump set up. There may already be all of these things figured out. So talking to fellow employees or your manager to, to learn what your workplace has figured out. And if they don't have those things set up, helping them figure out maybe a place to, to be able to pump, whether it's a break room, a place that you can lock the door so that people don't walk in on you and a place that is private and comfortable that has a chair, a table, you'll need a plug for your pump most likely, and maybe even a refrigerator, things that can make the space more comfortable for you because pumping has a lot to do with mindset as well. So if you're in the right mindset while you're pumping, your body will be able to release more milk and your pumping session will be more effective. So you want to be in a comfortable place. And if you can help your employer be able to create that place, then then that's great. And if you need specific ideas of how to talk to your employer or maybe even a letter to give to your employer, contact me and I'm happy to help you and figure out one-on-one exactly what your needs are for that. That's awesome. Oh, I hope that people take advantage of that because I know it can be tricky because everyone's work situation can be a little bit different. Some people feel more comfortable having conversations like this and some people may feel like very much less comfortable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I was just thinking about people that I know and thinking about places I've worked in the past and how women have felt when they needed to go and pump. And it can definitely be very challenging. But another thought that I had was if your employer does not already have these things set up or it's not set up to a way in a way that is comfortable for you or is making it easy for you to pump, then be brave and talk to them because for the sake of the females that will follow after you. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, just be brave. (laughs) And especially if your employer is a man or someone who just hasn't had children, you know, they just don't know, but you do know. So be brave and kind of like teach them. Okay. So next I would really love to talk about what tips or strategies that you have as you go back to work, like how to prepare, how to kind of stay in your schedule or set up a new schedule for you at work. I know that that's kind of like a really big open-ended question, but I'd love to just hear your insight on how to even go about planning to pump while you're at work. That's a great question. And something I want to mention as well is that especially nowadays in the middle of a pandemic, a lot of people are working from home and a lot more employers are open to the idea of working from home. And so if you do have the opportunity to ask for that, if you have a job that you could work from home, that's always a great option to at least start with because then you can still be at home with your baby and continue to breastfeed, which is always great. And that is actually something I did after having my first is I was planning on going back into the office. I worked in a doctor's office and I was planning on going back in. And as I got closer 
and closer to the date of starting work, I was like, I can't do it. I don't want to do it. (laughs) And I was stressing out and freaking out about it. And so I went and talked to my manager and I asked her if I could work from home. I had everything set up on my computer to be able to take phone calls from home already. And they just didn't have any nurses that worked 100% from home taking phone calls all the time. And I was like, I can do this. Let me show you that this is something possible. And she was like, okay, we will try it out for a month. And if it doesn't work out, then you'll need to come back into the office. And my mindset was like, okay, we'll try it out. And if it doesn't work, I'm quitting. (laughs) Cause I didn't want to have to leave my baby. And so when I started doing it, I was literally picking up every single phone call that I possibly could coming in. And I showed them that it was totally possible. And they actually found that me working from home was actually more effective than working in the office. I was answering more phone calls than the people that worked in the office. And that was while I was taking care of a three-month-old baby and breastfeeding while I was on phone calls. And I showed them that it was totally able to be done. And now with the pandemic, they have all of the nurses that take phone calls at home, including ones that have just recently had a baby and they get to be home to to work and breastfeed their baby and do all of that, which is so awesome. And I feel awesome that I was able to start that and show them that that was a possibility. Oh, yes. I think that's incredible. That's amazing. Thank you so much for like being brave. (laughs) I know a good example of just being able to set that up, not only for a situation that would really benefit you, but has obviously also benefited other women who were in the same situation. So that's Mm -hmm. really, really great. Yeah. And then if you do have to go into the office and if that's something that you either have to do or something that you want to do and either way is totally awesome. And I get it because some people, some moms for their mental health, they need to work. And that's great. And it's awesome that we have the opportunity to do that now and that we can do that. So when you are preparing to go back into work and figuring out everything that needs to go into it, making sure you're talking with your employer, that you have that place to be able to pump and that you can do take some breaks to breast pump along with that. You also want to make sure that you have all of your supplies together. So in the United States, you can now get a free breast pump, which is awesome. So making sure you have a breast pump, you will want a hands-free pumping bra. I always recommend that because then you don't have to sit there and hold your pump on and your arms get tired. And then you can also use your hands to massage your breasts while you're pumping, which will help pumping be more effective as well. And then you'll probably want to buy more storage bottles to pump into because usually your pump comes with two and that's not enough (laughs) if you're going to be pumping at work. So you'll want to have all of these extra 
supplies, things all put in a bag, have that figured out as well of what you're taking to work, probably even with a cooler bag to put your milk in. If you don't have a fridge or something to be able to put it in at work and then figuring out what is best for you schedule wise with pumping. And when you are pumping at work, it is recommended and it's more effective to pump more frequently for shorter periods of time than less frequently for a long time. So it's better to pump three times during your workday for 10 minutes than one 30-minute session. Because of the way our bodies work, our bodies need to be told to create milk. So by removing milk, we tell our bodies to continue creating milk. And it works more effectively if you do that more often. So if you can't take very long breaks throughout the middle of work, even doing a short 10-minute pumping session is going to be better than one long one during lunch or something. And I totally understand that there are some jobs where that's really difficult. I am a nurse. And so I know that nurses that work 12-hour shifts at the hospital, it can be really difficult to take some breaks because you are specifically assigned to patients and then you have to get somebody to cover taking care of those patients to be able to go pump. So making sure you, again, talk to also your fellow employees to make sure that people are willing to help and cover for those times. This is also the case for teachers. Sometimes you have an assistant and sometimes you don't, but if you can work it out for a time that maybe you have the kids sitting for 15 minutes working on a worksheet that you could have somebody else come in, even if it's one of the administrators or office workers, something that they can just come in and sit with your students while you go pump for 10 minutes. That will help to keep your supply up better and give you that time to feel more comfortable too, because it's not going to be very comfortable as the rest milk builds up. If you have to go five to six hours, you're not going to be very comfortable by lunchtime. So if you can take a little break to express some of that milk and just talk to fellow employees, talk to your employer, figure out what's going to work best for you and them and get everything situated together. And that kind of goes into, I had this idea to share a sample breastfeeding schedule or pumping schedule. Yes, please. So, I mean, generally, if you are going back to work, you're going to be dropping off your child at a babysitter or daycare. And so if you work an eight hour shift from like eight to five or nine to five, eight to four, whatever your schedule is, if you can breastfeed your baby at say seven o'clock in the morning, either when you're dropping them off at the babysitter's house or right before then, then you can do a pumping session at about 10 o'clock. And then you'll do another pumping session at your lunch break, usually between 12 and one. And then you would do another pumping session at about three o'clock. And then as soon as you pick up your baby, 
then you would breastfeed again. And then once you get home and in the evening, just put baby to breast as frequently as they want. And, you know, sometimes that can be every hour just to keep baby wanting the breast and keeping your supply up. But just in those evenings when you're home, just taking those baby cuddles, taking that time to breastfeed. And then hopefully you won't have a lot of extra feeds during the night. You can fit those in in the evening between getting home and going to bed. And then that can help keep your supply up and keep everything going well at work with pumping and everything like that. Awesome. Thank you. That perfectly answers one of my other questions, which is how to balance pumping all day at work and then coming home, but then staying up all night because you want to breastfeed your child while you have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that perfectly answers that of um, just doing like really condensed, frequent, spending lots of time with your baby at the breast after you get back from work and being able to spend that time with them there and then being able to sleep, <laughs> not feeling mm-hmm. pressured to have them be breastfeeding all night long. So that is really great. Um, I had a couple other questions that just kind of naturally came up as I was listening. Such good information. Um, Oh, one thing that I thought about was, I guess, some encouragement. If you are having these conversations with your coworkers, with your employers and um, asking them, you know, like, can you cover for me for a few minutes while I go pump? In the situations where I've been on the other end and it's been someone coming up to me asking me to cover for them so they could go and breast pump. I was more than happy to. And I was actually even like, I was so glad that they asked me, you know, and I just felt like, of course, (laughs) of course I'll cover for you. Like, that's not a problem at all. And I would, I was more than happy to like go the extra mile to really make sure that my tasks and their tasks were taken care of because I knew that that was so important that they were able to go and pump. And this was even before I had my own child and really, (laughs) really started to understand like how uncomfortable you can get after it's been too long and, you know, really needing to do that frequently. So you may be surprised that, you know, your coworkers may be more um, receptive to that idea and more like encouraging and supportive than you think. And if they're not, continue to be brave and be strong. (laughs) You've got that. You're just setting up the atmosphere for the next person and they are going to really appreciate you. Uh I definitely feel like we have a tendency to think worst case scenario in our heads. So we always go to, but if I ask them, they'll say no. Or if I try to pump at work, if I try to keep up my supply and and try to continue breastfeeding, that it's not going to work out. My employer is not going to be supportive of it. And okay, so worst case scenario is it doesn't work out. Something happens and your supply decreases, or you are surrounded by people that aren't that supportive, which totally sucks. And I'm sorry if that's the situation that you're in. But you don't know if that's going to be the case unless you actually move forward with it. You talk to your employers about all of this. You talk to your employees about the support that all of the other employees can give you. And 
more likely than not, they will totally be there to support you and help you. Definitely. I feel like we're in kind of a very transitory time right now as well when it comes to moms going back to work after having a baby. Like we, it's 2020 and there was recently some laws passed about maternity leave being required or extended. Um, I don't know all the details about that. I just know that it has happened, (laughs) enabling people to have better access or longer periods of maternity leave and paternity leave for the guy as well, um, being able to receive those benefits. So things are happening that are really, um, employers are going to need to be more flexible with parents because the government is taking steps to help ensure that parents are being taken care of. So where this kind of like plays into that with breastfeeding, pumping at work, we're (laughs) really transitioning into a future where that's going to be more common, more acceptable. People are going to be more understanding um, than they have been in the past. And so just continue to be brave because you're setting everybody up for the future, (laughs) for a better future. Yes. Awesome. I feel like it's really hard, especially where you and I are located in Utah. I feel like employees are a little bit slow to that. Um, But in other states, it's definitely catching on much faster. Yeah. So just have hope that it's going to catch up to everybody. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. You brought up milk supply. And so I'd love to talk a little bit about that. If you, for some reason, are not able to follow your sample schedule pumping more frequently for shorter periods of time, do you have any other suggestions of things that you can do to help continue to at least maintain your milk supply, if not increase it? Yeah. So breast milk supply is demand driven. The more milk you remove, the more milk your body will make. Okay. And there are are other factors that can go into that as well, but that is the general thing with, with breast milk supply. The more milk you remove, the more milk you'll make. And so the hope is that you will be able to pump several times during your workday. If that for some reason is not the case, then what you'll want to do is definitely be putting baby to breast a lot more frequently when you get home or even adding in a power pumping session, either in the morning or after you get home to really remove more milk and tell your body to continue to produce that milk. And if you are having troubles with breast milk supply, a lot of that can be, it's very personal to you. Everybody is different in how their bodies work and function. So if you do have concerns or questions about breast milk supply, again, please feel free to reach out to me to ask those questions so that I can help you in your one-on-one, in your circumstances that you are currently in. Awesome. Okay, let's talk about storing breast milk. If your employer doesn't have a fridge or if you don't feel comfortable putting your bottles of breast milk in the fridge, (laughs) um, you mentioned bringing a cooler with you. And one question that I've always had is how long can you store breast milk before you can't give it to your baby anymore? Is Is there a time when you shouldn't give your baby breast milk? Like if it's been too long, if it gets warm, I'm not really sure. 
how that works. So I'd love to hear your insight there. No, that's great. Breast milk is safe in a cooler bag. So if you have an ice pack in a cooler bag, it's safe for 24 hours in that. And if you're working an eight to 12 hour shift, that's definitely within that time frame. I also like to go off of the rule of fives. It's really easy to remember that breast milk is safe at room temperature. So sitting on the counter for up to five hours and it's safe in the refrigerator for up to five days and then in the freezer for five months unless it's a deep freezer and then it's a full year. And so that's just an easier way to remember it than trying to go off all of these big ranges. But if you just go off of the rule of fives, room temperature for five hours, refrigerator for five days, freezer for five months, it kind of helps with that. Wow. That is so helpful. Thank you. For some reason, I was under the impression it could only be like a couple hours or a day in the fridge. And, you know, it's just so sad when you feel like you need to throw away breast milk. (laughs) Yeah, That's really hard. (laughs) So um, it's precious, especially when you've worked so hard (laughs) to pump it out. And if it's, if pumping is something that you really don't enjoy and you feel like that's going to waste, that's even more painful (laughs) emotionally. (laughs) Definitely. Yes. Okay. Thank you for that clarification. I think that helps a ton. It helps Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) Okay. So another question that I had was I have heard of situations, this was not me, but I've heard of situations where the baby had a hard time taking a bottle. And so when it was time for the mom to go back to work and even she was pumping, you know, and leaving pumped breast milk in a bottle to be fed to her child, It was hard for the child because they had a hard time taking the bottle. So I wanted to see if you had any tips on like how you can best prepare for that. If you kind of have a feeling that your child's going to have a hard time with that, because I know when we start breastfeeding, at least this is the impression that I had in the one small experience that I had. So I may have even been taught wrong, but um, to avoid giving them a bottle or pacifier, anything like that, because then they will have a harder time learning to breastfeed and so then like turning around and being like we're breastfeeding now but I need to leave so you need to take a bottle I feel like it's like a (laughs) catch-22 so but that could just be me not being educated enough so I would love to hear from you about that yeah and it is true in those early days we do prefer to avoid feeding baby with a bottle especially as they're learning how to latch onto the breast and figuring out breastfeeding because it's a new skill for both you and baby and it takes practice and we don't want to give them something like a bottle that makes it so much easier and it's really easy to suck on they don't have to have that great of a latch to drink from a bottle so yes it's true that we want to avoid that in the early days As you get closer to going back to work, I recommend starting at least probably two weeks before going back to work with occasionally giving baby a bottle. And this can be a great time for your partner 
or other family members to be able to feed baby and help be involved in a feeding, which helps them. Cause a lot of the times I know husbands are like, I don't get to take care of the baby. Like I don't have anything to do. They don't want me. <laughs> I can't do anything for them. And so giving them an opportunity to feed baby is great. And sampling out and giving baby samples of feeding with a bottle. And some babies are very particular on the type of bottle that they want to drink from or how they want to eat. And so this period of time gives you some practice to figure out all of those little things, trying out different types of bottle nipples and figuring out how to do what's called paste bottle feeding, which is a way to bottle feed your baby that's a little bit more similar to breastfeeding. So you can learn what that is and teach it to anybody that's going to be taking care of baby while you're at work. And then hopefully in that time frame, baby can get a little bit more used to a bottle and be okay with it by the time you get back. I have known babies that still just do not want to take a bottle. And in that case, you can feed a baby with a cup. They'll drink from a cup. You just kind of sit them up and just a slow process, feeding them with a cup or even a syringe, getting them food any way that you can. It's definitely a different process, but we want them to get that food. We don't want baby to starve because mom is at work. But the biggest thing is to practice before you go to work. And most likely you're going to have to have somebody else give baby that bottle because your baby knows where that breast milk comes from. And if mom is trying to give them a bottle, they're going to be like, um, no, this isn't how I feed milk. This doesn't work. And so they might refuse it more from mom than they will from someone else. That is very interesting. That makes a ton of sense. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you for that. Um, Another question I had was about using formula, (laughs) which comes into play in many different situations. And we use a lot of formula. I think it's great. But one question that I had was, can you go back to breastfeeding after using formula? And like, at what point would that be successful? And at what point would that not be successful? Okay, good question. And again, this is a situation that's like a catch 22 (laughs) because we talked about how breast milk supply is demand driven. Uh So the more milk you remove, the more milk your body will make. And a lot of times if you're introducing formula, you then start to decrease how much milk you're removing. And so then that decreases your supply even more. And if you are just giving baby that little bit of formula, maybe at the end of a breastfeeding session or the end of a, a pumped bottle to give them a little bit more, if your supply is low, then that's great. As long as you are pumping or putting baby to the breast to continue to tell your body that it needs to produce that milk. If you're starting to 
replace breastfeeding sessions or pumping sessions with formula, then your supply is going to decrease. And if that's what you're wanting, that's totally fine. If you're wanting to do formula during the day and breastfeeding at night, and all you need is a smaller breast milk supply to be able to do that, then that's fine. But also recognize that because you are breastfeeding less frequently, removing milk less frequently, that your supply can decrease. And I'm not a strict lactation consultant that's like, no formula, you have to breastfeed, which I've heard some people are. And I think that that's sad. I want moms to be able to feed their baby in the way that works best for them and their baby. And if that's all breast milk, all from directly from the breast, that's great. If it's pumped breast milk, that's great. If it's some pumping and some breastfeeding, awesome. And honestly, moms that exclusively pump, like here's a crown because you are superwoman. The time that goes into exclusively pumping and then feeding baby and going through that process, like power to the pumping mama, because that's definitely not something I want to do. (laughs) That's a lot of time and effort. And those mamas that do that are absolutely incredible. Or if it's some breast milk, some formula or all formula, however you feed your baby and whatever works for you and your baby, you do that. You do what works for you and for your family and what's best for that. If your supply is low and you're wanting to increase it and you're having formula in that mix and you're having trouble figuring that out, again, reach out to me. I'm happy to help you figure that out. And it can be a very time intensive process to increase your breast milk supply, but it is totally possible. Even if you've completely stopped breastfeeding and you get to a point of, I want to breastfeed again, it's possible. It takes a lot of effort and it can take some medication and other herbal supplements and things to really help get that supply back up, but it is possible. I think that's really cool. Is there a a point at which that wouldn't be possible anymore Like if you've stopped breastfeeding for a certain amount of time? I can't think of a specific number off the top of my head. And it's not something I looked into before this. That's fine. (laughs) I'm not quite sure. That's fine. I wish I had known you when I was going about my breastfeeding journey because it was very, um, it's very difficult. (laughs) But we basically just did exclusive pumping for like the first six weeks. And then after six weeks, um, we were also doing formula too. So it's pumping and formula, which definitely lessened my motivation to continue building my milk supply. The the formula is just so easy. But but then I was strongly encouraged to start building up my supply again after it was like week seven, eight. So like I had stopped pumping for a couple weeks and like, I felt like that was it for me. 
And someone was like, no, like you should, you can still build up your milk supply. You can still breastfeed. But then they didn't like give me the tools. I didn't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And I honestly thought that they were kind of like messing with me. (laughs) I was like, oh, you're just adding so much more stress to my plate right now. But, (laughs) and breastfeeding is just hard and it's different for so many people. So I wish that I had known you at that time because after even just talking today, I already feel like next time I'm going to have so much more knowledge to be able to know like how to plan, how I want to do things and know that things are possible and have like the resource in you to be able to ask for help and questions. And you just know so much. So I'm really grateful for you sharing everything here. Well, I'm glad I can, I can help in that sense. And I wanted to mention too, that if you are listening to this before having your baby and you're preparing for breastfeeding and then returning back to work or even just to breastfeed, if you're not going back to work, then I would recommend taking a breastfeeding class before you have your baby. And I offer an online breastfeeding basics course that goes through all of the basics that you need to know about breastfeeding and helps you know where to start different breastfeeding positions, how your body works with creating breast milk, talking about breast milk supply and problem solving. If you have problems arise, what to do if baby doesn't latch and what happens if you get plugged ducts or mastitis, it goes over all of that. And then also covers some pumping and storing basics. If you've already had your baby, but you want to know more about those pumping and storing basics, I have a separate little mini course, $10 for pumping and storing basics. So you'll learn like how to get a breast pump, when to pump, how to store your breast milk. You'll get a cool little handout with the rule of fives. So you can remember your breast milk storage and some other little extras in there talking about just pumping and storing breast milk. That's perfect. What an incredible resource. Um, Can you remind us again, your website where we can go to find that? Yeah. So you can find that at prenatalinsights.com. And if you want to follow me on Instagram or on Facebook, I'm at prenatalinsights. Great. Thank you so much for being here with us again today, Anna. I feel like I'm always learning so much from you. And I am just so glad that we were able to do this second episode together because I know that it's benefited me. (laughs) It's I know it's going to benefit so many people. (laughs) So thank you so much. You're welcome. I loved it. I loved sharing about this and, and helping moms. And I'm so glad it helped you. Thanks for listening to the Female Empowerment Podcast. I truly appreciate you being here. And I would love it if you shared this amazing episode with a friend. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to me at brandingforwomen.com or send me a message on Instagram. My handle is at brandingforwomen. See you next time.